You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, August 14th, two thousand. And 21, thank you for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. All right, today's show is the free agency frenzy show, we'll call it. I'm just going to be going over like literally every free agent there is. Well, that not, okay, not like ever, not like, you know, not like, I don't know. Austin Romine or like Kurt Suzuki. Well, I guess we did just go over them. We're going to go over a lot of free agents. We're just going to spitball. We're just going to go through uh, probably-ish position by position, like give or take a little bit. I don't know. It's going to be kind of free-flowing. I just have the entire list of free agents this year. Uh, some of them have options. I will specify those. And, and if, and if, you know, we already know that they're definitely getting picked up like Buster Posey or whatnot, then we just won't even talk about them. But, uh, I think that it's important for you to have all in one place, kind of like a thing where you can, uh, hear like pretty much every single free agent that's available. And especially at the pitch, put at the blah, 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 at the positions that we are going to be targeting. So, that's today's show. All three segments will be that. Uh, We'll probably have an entire segment just dedicated to shortstops. We'll say, you guys, sure, segment two. There you go, on the fly. Uh, Segment two will be just shortstops, I guess. Uh, Then maybe like the third segment, we can just do pitching. And the first segment can be everything else. Sound good to everybody? Cool, let's do it. Okay. Um, thank you guys for putting up with me, man. Yeah, I, I'm a lot. (laughs) Anybody that puts up with me deserves, uh, deserves a lot of credit. Okay. We'll start with catchers, I guess. Eh? Why don't, why not? Eh? Eh? Little, uh, little north of the border action there. Why not start with some catchers? Um, I think that this is important because this is a market that we are going to be in. We are going to be in the catcher's market, very comfortably in the catcher's market. Uh, Jake Rogers goes down all of next year with Tommy John. Eric Haas, for as great of a year as and kind of like a coming out party as he had this year, um, I do not believe that Eric Haas is like a stardom 140 games a year behind the plate catcher. Uh, again, love the dude to death. Did did uh, definitely earned a spot on the team next year. Can be really solid, but uh, I I think that you, I, I don't think he's like a, a one catcher crew. You know what I mean? I, I don't think, I don't think he's he's somebody that you go back and you just have. Oh, okay, you have Eric Hasu, you don't have to address catcher. I think he's he's one of two catchers that you have to have on a team, uh, for a, a yeah plethora of reasons. But this we're talking about the people available, not the people on the team. So let's focus on that. Thank you for focusing, Scott. Okay, catcher, Buster Posey is technically an upcoming free agent. It is a club option. He will 100% be a San Francisco Giant next year, whether that is via the club option being picked up or uh, via 
a renegotiation of a, of a shorter contract for less AAV or more AAV, who knows, he will certainly be a giant next year. There is pretty much a 0% chance he's not in the Bay Area next season. Uh, Mike Zanino is an interesting one. Mike Zanino is fascinating. Uh, he is a fantastic defensive catcher that pretty much is the definition of home run or strikeout. He has one of the highest, um, like, balls put in play are, well, that's not the correct phrase, uh, like, home run percentage of ball put balls put in play. That's probably a lot more easier to understand than whatever the heck I was going to say before. Uh, it, it, it's quite literally either a K or a strikeout pretty much every time he goes up there. But uh, he's also a, a plus defender. So, interesting. He also has a club option, though. That one's a little more shaky. I, I would imagine that that would get picked up by the Rays, but um, um, I don't know. That that one, he it's probably going to get picked up. It's probably not even worth discussing. Probably going to get picked up. But yeah, I, I, I love Mike Zanino. I just don't think that that's actually a, a possible get for the Detroit Tigers. Okay, this is going to show you how bad the catcher's market is this offseason. It's brutal, dog. I'm not going to lie to you. We also have Tucker Barnhart, who also has a club option. That one, I guess, is a little more iffy. Christian Vasquez with a club option. Uh, I would say Christian Vasquez probably doesn't, that probably doesn't get picked up, but like he's one of two catchers. You need two catchers and the market's horrible. The, The free agent market for catchers is really, really bad. So uh, all of these guys, all four of those guys could very easily get picked up and it would not be shocking to me at all, which means that like the catchers you're looking at are Manny Pena and, and Jan Gomes. Uh, that's that's like it. I, I mean, then like you, you literally get into like Steven Vogt and Jeff Mathis, like, you know, people who barely played Major League Baseball this year. Wilson Ramos is already one of the best catching free agents available. Like, that's certainly not happening. Kurt Suzuki, if, okay, I I will go on record with this. And we'll end on catchers here, probably. If Kurt Suzuki is a Detroit Tiger next year, I might renounce my fandom. He is, undubitably, one of the worst framers and receivers and defensive catchers I have ever laid my eyes on. He will be a decent, at best, offensive catcher that cannot catch. For the young development of our of our uh, of, of our young pitchers and our pitching staff, I, I I'm not saying this will happen. I, I don't think this is going to happen. This is just a tangent on how bad Kurt Suzuki is. Kurt Suzuki, horrible pitch receiver, horrible catcher. If that somehow happened, I would rather we just start Eric Haas 140 games and Grayson Griner can start the other 20. Seriously. There's no scenario where he should be a Tiger. But it is a really weak market. Um, I guess if you wanted to run a tandem and of like kick the tires of Jan Gomes and do a, a Jan Gomes, Eric Haas catching duo. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. 
Um, but it certainly doesn't solve your catching problem going forward. But I don't think anybody you get this year is going to solve your catching problem going forward. Now, hopefully, the year after next, you have a healthy Jake Rogers. Dylan Dingler could be ready, right, 2023. Dingler, Rogers, if, if Haas can raise the OBP a little bit and, and learn how to hit a low and away slider or just take a low and away slider, you know, you might have some options in 2023 and going forward, but there is an immediate problem that needs to be fixed. So I would be I I think we have to sign one of these guys. We have to, and I, and I guess I would I would say Jan Gomes is probably the person I would want the most at the current state. I don't know that this this catching market is so unbelievably bad that I I, I guess it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do there. But, uh, but those are some of the big names available. Uh, first baseman, I don't think we have to worry about this market whatsoever. But in theory, Freddie Freeman is obviously one of the biggest free agents available this entire offseason. Uh, it'll be very interesting. That'll be a fun storyline to watch because it's not our team. Brandon Belt, also with a fantastic season at 34, 35 years old. He's going to be available uh, Yuli Gurriel has a club option, but he'll technically be on there. Anthony Rizzo, the Yankees bought him. He has an expiring deal. He'll be available. Now, Brad Miller, who is listed as a first baseman on this list that I have, but has played a plethora of other positions, uh, could be a, a, a nice little signing for a team. I'm not sure. We already have plenty of dudes that can play multiple positions, but Brad Miller can hit a little better than all those guys. Than the Harold Castro, Nico Goodrums uh, of our lives. So uh, that that'll be. I, I'm not saying Brad Miller is on our radar or anything, but that I don't know that that Brad Miller is is someone that I think uh, would be a, a nice sneaky under the radar signing for a team that that maybe needs some infield depth. Uh, but yeah, we I don't even need to go through like Todd Frazier, Danny Santana, Albert Pujols. Like, like we're not signing a first baseman. We are not in this market at all. I just wanted to read some of the names. Second baseman, Cesar Hernandez has a club option as well. Uh, that'll be an interesting one to see whether that gets picked up or not. He had a, he had a really, really solid year. Lurie Garcia, Donovan Solano, all had about the same production this year. Josh Harrison, I can't imagine we go back to that uh, bag after what 2019 happened with us signing him. Uh, there might be people that listen to this that don't even realize that Josh Harrison was a Tiger. Uh, that was how short-lived that was. Jed Lowry, listed as a second baseman on this list. Um, can't, can't imagine that. Uh, second baseman, also not something we're really going to be in the market of. Uh, if we're going to sign a middle infielder, it's going to be a shortstop. Marcus Semien is also listed as a second baseman on this list, uh, but is has proven throughout his career more than capable of playing a really solid shortstop as well. Obviously had an unbelievable season this year in Toronto uh, and will be an unrestricted free agent. So that'll be a super interesting one. Third baseman, uh, then we'll go into our first break. Well, we'll do outfielders too. We'll just do everybody that's not a shortstop or a pitcher. Third baseman, we are not in this market whatsoever. Uh, Jose Ramirez, club option, will probably get picked up. Arenado will be a Cardinal. Kyle Seeger, interesting one. Uh, Chris Bryant, listed as a third baseman here, but played a lot of outfield, a lot of productive outfield for the Giants down the stretch. 
That'll be an interesting storyline. Uh, we're yeah, we're not in this market at all. Jonathan VR, uh, I guess, played shortstop once back in the day, but certainly not anymore. Yeah. So so third base, uh, not in that market at all. Jamer Candelario will certainly be this team's third baseman next season. Outfielders. Uh, this was a market that I probably would have spent a lot more time on if this was two weeks ago before management came out and said they're not really going to be in the outfield market. They basically said if something fell in our lap and was too good to pass up on, we would do it, but we're not going to like go aggressively into the outfielder market. They're happy with their Badu, Green, Grossman, Hill, Reyes uh, outfield for next season. I, Daz Cameron, that's the person I'm forgetting. Uh, they're, they're pretty happy with those six guys rolling into next year. But, uh, and and like Kyle Schwarber, Prine, like we, we need someone who can play a good outfield. So Schwarber, people like that wouldn't be on the list. Uh, Tom, like Tommy Fan's not going to be a Tiger. Eddie Rosario, Andrew McCutcheon. Um, Mark Canna, man. I love Mark Canna. What an OBP king. Everybody who knows me knows I, I love my my walks and my ability to get on base. Just gets hit by a ton of pitches, draws a ton of walks. Absolute king. Uh, center field, Chris Taylor could be someone. He could play a lot of positions. But again, uh, it doesn't sound like we're going to be too active in the outfield market. Nick Castellanos, technically an outfielder. I, I don't think we would do that. <laughs> Abby Sale Garcia, another old friend. Don't think that's really in the cards. The only one that I really would have been super interested in is Starling Marte. I think we have a lot of bodies, but not anybody who's really proved, outside of Grossman, not really anybody who's proven over like 162 or, or even, well, over, over two or even one seasons that they can be productive offensively at the major league level for an entire season of starting going to next year, like I said, outside of Grossman. Um, so I think it would have been really interesting to see an outfield next year of Grossman, Marte, Badu, and Green. I think that would be an absolutely electric outfield, but again, it doesn't sound like we're really going to be in that market. Uh, and then yeah, designated hitters, we don't even need to talk about because we have that solidified for the next two years. And if we signed Pablo Sandoval, I would stop being a fan of this team. Okay. So that's it for everybody. It's not a shortstop or a pitcher. We'll head into the break and then uh, get into shortstops because I promised that that would be segment two. First, though, I've got to talk to everybody about rockauto.com. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and miles, it's now impossible for your local chain or auto parts store to store all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter gets the parts on their computer, choosing only the parts their ha- warehouse happens to carry. You have computers, you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more? The same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. And uh, yeah, they can have everything you need car parts, carpet, motor oil, tail lamp, whatever you need. So go to rockauto.com. And explore the easy news website today. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And write locked on in the how did you hear about us box. So you know that we sent you amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. 
All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two of Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. All right, let's get into uh, the shortstop conversation, shall we? It's about time we got into it. Okay, everybody knows at the top of pretty much everybody's list is Carlos Correa, right? He has the hinge connection. He's an unrestricted free agent. Everybody who's anybody knows that the Tigers are eyeing Carlos Correa. This team needs a shortstop. Needs a shortstop. It's not even like it's not even like a oh like if we if we miss out on one like that's too bad but we'll figure it out like nah. This is this is literally you you need one. Like if the if on opening day if we don't sign a shortstop, I would rather we just fielded eight people and just left it empty. I am not interested in another year of Zach Short, Willie Castro, Harold Castro, Nico Goodrum at the shortstop position. Go spend some money. You have plenty of it. And and bring somebody in. So there's the, the big four is what most people, uh, or I guess the big five. Is, is what most people have on their radar. Uh, the bottom, the people that aren't in the in the big five would be the likes of Freddie Galvis or Andrelton Simmons, one of the best defensive shortstops in the history of baseball, but not a great uh, hitter these days, and Jose Iglesias. I guess those would be, if you exclude the top five, those would be, I'm not interested in any of those people. No disrespect. That great careers, made great careers out of themselves. Uh, Jose Iglesias, obviously an old friend. Don't care. Not, if any of those guys are signed as my shortstop for opening day, we we riot. Okay? It's unacceptable. It's, it's not just, oh, that sucks, whatever. Oh, that's a bad signing. It is straight up unacceptable if that is who they tell us the shortstop is going to be next year. So let's get into the five. We have Correa. He's at the top. He's going to get... Big, big money. Big money. 250 plus million, probably pretty comfortably. Some rumors are, are already at like the 300 million range. Uh, he's 27. He just put up almost a seven war season. He is a good defender. He is a good bat. He is an incredible postseason hitter. Just everything, everything. Everything you could want in a shortstop. Carlos Correa is is probably at the top of everybody's list after this past season. And and he should be. Okay. Now the other guys is where it gets interesting. Let's say the Astros decide that they want to pay Correa. That's still very in the cards. Correa even said in an interview before the game, before uh before game four of the ALDS, talking about uh somebody asked him about the, the core that have grown up there, him, Altuve, Bregman, uh, etc. And he said, you know, those are some good players. I wouldn't want to split those guys up. Still very in the cards for Carlos Correa to be an Astro. Don't think that uh, that this like idea of him going to the open market and being swooed and, and lo- like the idea that he's just like not even going to give Houston a thought is preposterous. They're going to get a good long look at each other, Correa and the Astros. Okay, very very much still in the cards. They they very much could pay him. They have. Uh, they have some pretty friendly deals going around there, okay? Some team-friendly deals with uh, with some of their players already. So, Correa, 
is at the top of, of most people's list. Then you get into, I think the second tier is probably Story and Seeger. Story's 29, Seeger's 28, um, Correa's 27, if I didn't say that, I think I did. Seeger, not a very good defender, great bat. And well, I'll say that at the end. Seager, not not a not as good of a defender as the rest of these any of the rest of these guys. To be honest with you, worse defender than Correa, comfortably a worse defender than Story, and significantly worse defender than Javi Baez. So Seager's going to be the worst defender, but a still a very very good bat, to, a, a very very good bat, a phenomenal bat to have in your lineup, and would instantly be the the best hitter on the team, like immediately. And, and probably pretty comfortably. Any of these, well, not any. Correa would be too. I'm not, I'm not trying to say Seager's like the best bat in here. But that, that's where his value comes from, at the plate. Not, not as much in the field. Then you have Trevor Story. The big thing about anybody who's ever played for the Rockies, right, is uh, he, he, Story's a fantastic defender. Fantastic defender. Put together a really solid season. But the, the big thing is always, you know, course, right? It's always the thing with everybody that, that leaves Colorado is, uh, is the Coors effect and leaving Coors and how good of a hitter, especially going from Coors to Comerica, it's a hell of a jump. Now, personally, that's something I do not care about. Well, I don't want to make it sound like I, I don't think about it or, or it's not even part of my consideration. That is not something that I hold very highly at all. I, I, don't, I don't look at Trevor's story and go, oh, if he didn't play in Coors, he would be like a two-war player. Like, like that's He's like pretty consistently like a six-ish war player. He's one of the best players, one of the upper echelon players in this league, whether he plays in Coors or not. Okay. But that is the reputation that everybody who's ever played for the Rockies ever has when they leave. But story, great all-around player, good defender. Then you have Javi Baez, who swings at everything. I'm not sure would know what a walk is if he was literally walking. Um, I, I think he's genuinely surprised and like confused when he draws walks. Swings at literally everything, runs into some homers, has good power, and is a a fantastic defender. Probably the best defender uh, when he's on his A game. Probably the best defender in this entire shortstop class. Don't get it twisted. Great defender. But Javi Baez is comfortably last on my list of people I want on this team. Then you have Marcus Semien, who He's probably last. Played second base this past year. Last, I don't know why I said he's the last person I'm bringing up. That's all I meant by that. Not that he's last talent-wise or anything. Um, played second base this year. Had an unreal year. Like going to receive MVP votes kind of a year. An insane season. And in 2019, when he played a lot more shortstop, had an insane season. So th- there's your list. Seager's probably at the top of everybody's story. Sorry, Correa is probably at the top of everybody's. 
Story and Seager probably in that next notch down. Then probably Semyon and then probably Bias at the bottom. I will end with this before we head into our break and then go into pitching. If the Detroit Tigers sign any of these people, uh, maybe not Javi, uh, I, I guess still Javi Bias. If the Detroit Tigers were to sign any of these people, I would be thrilled. And I would take that as a sign that they are trying to win. And they spent money and they addressed a problem and used the money they had to fix it. And we would instantly be a better team with any of these people. Javi Baez can be the your fifth ranked out of those five. He is comfortably five of five for me. He instantly make this makes this team better. Because currently we literally don't have a shortstop. So, while he's still... You can rank him however you want. One of those five dudes has to be wearing an Old English D on opening day of 2022. Has to. It is unacceptable if one of them is not. It is not a want. It is a need. One of those five dudes has to be a Detroit Tiger in the next few months. Or else I'm going to have a way different opinion of this rebuild and this team going forward. A way different opinion. All right, let's wrap up with pitching. But first, got to talk to you all about betonline.ag. We're back in better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site interface. More odds, more props, more contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back here for our third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Scott Bentley. This is the Free Agent Frenzy episode. So uh, we're just going to talk. We're going to end this segment with some pitchers, okay? Some, some relievers be thrown in there, some starters being thrown around. Let's just see what we got, okay? Max Scherzer is not coming back to the Tigers. Just wipe that, that fantasy, rip that Band-Aid off, get it out of your head. It is not happening. Not happening. He's, uh, uh, I, I honestly, I think he, he might stay with the Dodgers. The Angels have some ties. He, he might be an Angel. Um, I, I, there is a 0% chance he is a Detroit Tiger. Kevin Galsman is interesting because he was a dog this year. Had a fantastic season, especially his first half. Very, very good. Um, um, he's interesting. I'm not really sure what the market's going to be because he hasn't been this like this good his entire career. And then contract year he comes out. Always good for the player. I'm pro player. Go get paid. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether that is... Uh, uh, his market will be interesting for me. His market will be very interesting. Carlos Rodon will not be a Tiger. Clayton Kershaw, I, I would be shocked if he left the Dodgers. 
Um, Trevor Bauer we're not discussing. Uh, Erod for the Red Sox is an interesting one to me. He had a really respectable season. Certainly not like ace of a rotation kind of stuff, but a really solid mid-rotation piece. Uh, had, had a really respectable season. He's only 29 years old. I, I think I think that could be someone, again, given the, the right market. I'm not saying go out and give Erod you know, 20 million AAV. But if his market is, uh, is, is decent, I wouldn't mind kicking the tires on him. I really wouldn't. Robbie Ray, going into his age 30 season. Um, Robbie Ray is is in for a really interesting season, or off season, after the year he had. A really, really interesting off season for Robbie Ray. Zach Grinke won't be a Tiger. Marcus Stroman is in there. I don't think we go after that a person with that high of a profile. Stroh's also interesting because he's never had like the one season of like, oh, this dude's a Cy Young, but he also has never had like a bad season either. He has just consistently put up like borderline all-star stuff for his entire career. Inconsistency's great, and he deserves to get paid, and I love Marcus Stroman. I think he's great for the game of baseball, and I hope he gets paid and, and, and finds a nice home. Um, I'll be interested to see this report that we're going to be heavy into the starting pitching market is very interesting. Opens up a lot of doors. Alex Cobb, not somewhat, you know, I I don't think Alex Cobb's really that good. Just had a pretty decent year this year. Um, who else is on here? Well, then we start getting into the people that were hurt and, and have markets, right? So we start getting into obviously Justin Verlander. Everybody knows Justin Verlander is available and, and all that. Um, but like Noah Syndergaard hurt essentially the entire season. Going to be interesting to see what his market is. Like I said, Justin Verlander. Um, there's, there's some names, man. There's some names. James Paxton will have a market. That's going to be interesting. Dealt with some injury problems getting up there in age. Willie Peralta. Willie Peralta, man, who knows what's going to happen with him and us. Um, some old friends, Drew Smiley, like I said earlier, Robbie Ray. Uh, there, some lower-end starters that could be targeted, like Steven Matz is decent. Danny Duffy had an okay season. Um, Andrew Heaney is very interesting. He's a fly ball out pitcher. Um but all of his fly balls are home runs. So, like, Comerica might do him favors. I'm not saying go sign Andrew Heaney. I, I would be very not too thrilled about that. But uh, it might be someone that his agent is interested in. His agent might be interested in us more than we are in him, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So that that's kind of like the big names that, that you could see us kick the tires around for the starting pitching market. And then for relievers... You have a lot of dudes that I don't think are going to move too much. Ross Iglesias is a free agent, was one of the best relievers in all of baseball. Like, borderline the best reliever in all of baseball. Had an unbelievable season. I think the Angels will make a run to make sure he sticks around. Kenley Jansen, I just can't imagine not in a Dodger uniform, but he's technically a free agent. Craig Kimbrell is interesting. The White Sox uh, basically said they might pick up his option just to trade him which is fascinating considering his option is so expensive. His, his option is like, what, like 10 mil or something ridiculous? Like it's 
It's a lot of money. Ryan Tapera, who made a lot of comments about the Astros. I can't imagine we bring him in if we bring in Correa or Verlander. Um, Kendall Graveman, Hector Neris. There's some names. Brad Hand, eh. Jimmy Nelson, Archie Bradley. There, there's some names. There's some names in in the uh, Brad Boxberger, Trevor Rosenthal. There's definitely some names in the uh, in the relief pitching market. That will be uh, that will be interesting, and I, I think we probably bring in a reliever as well. Even though our relie- our bullpen took huge step forwards, huge steps forward. Sorry, I'm having a hard time talking uh, today. Uh, I I think that bringing in a reliever is probably still in our best interest. A starter, a reliever, a catcher, and a shortstop. I think that that might be kind of what the offense looks like. So. Hopefully this was kind of like a cool guide to uh, to free agency. If it wasn't, I'm sorry, uh, but but I think that uh, it's it's kind of cool just to hear that all the all the names that are available, and then you can kind of make your own assumptions on on who you like out of that group. So thank you guys for making Lockdown Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both present and past. It's free and available on all platforms. That'll do it for me. I will be back tomorrow, Friday episode. Hopefully there's some fun stuff going on. Giants-Dodgers game five. Going to be absolutely electric, baby. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. And I will catch you all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.